Welcome to Spiritual Coach. I'm the host with the most repping the Holy Ghost, Brandon Tribble. I appreciate you stopping by. Now let's get to work on them spiritual muscles. Hello and welcome back to Spiritual Coach. Today we're talking about hearing from God. Different ways that God speaks. Listening for the voice of God. I haven't done one of these in about six months. I was actually waiting for God to give me the go-ahead with His voice. And a few nights ago, He woke me up in the middle of the night and said, Jeremiah 29.11 Very clearly, very distinctly, and there may be some skeptics out there who may say, oh, well, you must have just read that or you heard it somewhere and it was just fresh on your mind. Actually, I haven't read that scripture in quite a while. I haven't heard it anywhere. And it was such a sudden uh, awakening. And as soon as I uh, awoke, I heard Jeremiah 29:11, very different from my own uh, thoughts. And when you become attuned to hearing God's voice, you, you start to recognize the difference. He actually has done this several times in my walk with him. He'll wake me up and then he'll just give me a word like that. And it's usually very concise and to the point and very short. But nevertheless, I'm going to go ahead and read Jeremiah 29, 11, just, just for the sake of hearing what he was trying to tell me. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, I don't know about you, but those are very encouraging words to me, especially uh, during this time of my life as I'm going through uh, a certain struggle that I won't go into right now. But um, my heart has been hurt for several weeks, and to hear a word like this brought great comfort to me, that God's not up in heaven thinking negatively about me, but He's thinking of things that revolve around peace and not evil because he wants to give me a future and a hope in him amen and a lot of times some people jump to quickly thinking that this is involves in prosperity of financial monetary blessing but that's not always how god can give you a future and a hope there's many ways to receive peace in this world there's many ways to, to have a future and uh, many ways to have hope, and it doesn't always have to be involved with money, although we can. But I, I believe this is more of a spiritual thing. Nevertheless, through this, I also felt led to go ahead and do the podcast on this subject, as there were several other signs about hearing God's voice as well. As I spoke on it this past Sunday, and then as me and my uncle were talking, we were having a conversation on this subject about hearing God's voice, several signs came in at the same time because he had uh, a similar thing where he, he couldn't go to sleep because he just wanted to hear God's voice so bad. And then on YouTube, uh, my second cousin uh, posted on one of my most recent videos talking about hearing God's voice. So I thought, okay, uh, if this isn't enough confirmations to go ahead and do the podcast on here, I don't know how much longer I need to wait, but Let's go ahead and get into it. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into the scripture here, the word. Amen. 
John 10, 3 and 4. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Folks, we need to know his voice. We need to be able to recognize it. Amen? And his true sheep will hear his voice. That is an encouragement to all of us. Man, maybe God won't speak to me. Maybe I'll never hear. No, his sheep will know his voice. <laughs> if you are truly one of his, you're going to know it. Amen? John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. If God knows you and you know him, you're going to hear his voice and whatever he's telling you to do, and you will do it. You will follow him. Amen? But many of us will say, well, how do, I, how do we recognize his voice? How do we recognize his voice? How do we distinguish it from our own thoughts? How do we know the difference from the devil whispering in our ear or God himself? Well, firstly, God will never ask you to sin under any circumstance. You can always rest assured that if you're ever hearing something and it's saying you need to sin, that it will never be God. That will either be your own thoughts or that will be the devil trying to get you trapped up in sin. But also, God's voice usually can be confirmed in his word. Amen? If not always. God will not condemn you, but convict you of sin. See, the devil will bring up your past to make you feel bad or say you did something sinful condemning you, but not providing a solution. That is where God's conviction comes in by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will speak to you and he will let you in on something that you did wrong, but he'll also show you another way. He'll show you what is right and he will say do that instead. But here are some types of ways that God speaks. He will speak through his word. Amen. I think mainly when we hear God or we hear from God, it is from being immersed in his word. Because those are literally his words just written down on paper. So as we're reading the word of God, something illuminates to us and it awakens within us. It's a quickening within our spirits. And we connect to that word as we're reading it. And then that is a way that God can speak to us. Amen. Another way that God can speak is through signs or situations or confirmations. And as I said earlier on in this podcast, uh, it was through those confirmations that led me to know that I needed to do this podcast. It was time to go ahead and do this one about hearing from God, hearing His Word. It's through those different confirmations or signs that He puts out there to give us a cue in, into His plan or His will, what He wants us to do. And, and in the same way also, uh, God will use other people to do this as well. He will use other men of God or women uh, in certain circumstances to speak to you in a situation. And they may not even know what you've been praying about or what you're going through. And they'll just say something and it will connect to you. And you'll say, whoa, God must have been using them. God was using them to let me in on what he's wanting me to know. And then... Uh, the most beautiful, but it seems to be most rare, is he will actually speak to us through his voice. 
And yes, folks, he will do this, but I don't think he does it uh, all day long and or maybe not even every single day. But yes, he does speak to us through his actual voice. And we're going to talk about all of these methods. But let's go ahead and talk about his word first. I think this is his most uh, used way and means of speaking to us, so that must mean we need to be in our word. Amen. Second Timothy 3.16 All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So all scripture. So make sure you don't just uh, single out certain verses that you like to hear. But get in your in the full counsel of God and get in the whole Bible and listen to the whole word because God may bring about uh, a confirmation through an unexpected source. You might be reading through the book of Numbers, one of the most uh, disliked uh, books of the Bible, probably my least favorite. But uh, go through it anyway because who knows, God might pop something out to your knowledge your uh, understanding just through the book of Numbers. Because all of his word, all of his scripture is given by God. And it's profitable. It's There's profit in all of it. There's profit in li listening to the Bagats sometimes. Hearing about the different lineages and heritage that God can use different generations. And there's all kinds of good things that come from God's Word as we see reproof and correction, amen, and instruction. We need instruction in righteousness. Show us the way. And He can give us that as we are constantly studying and being students of His Word. John 1.14 And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, speaking of Jesus, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Jesus is literally the Word in the flesh. And as we're reading God's Word, we are laying hold of Jesus. Amen. As we're reading and taking God's Word in, we're taking in Jesus. Fill me up, Lord. Let this Word become nourishment to my spirit. And it truly will be, as he says, that man cannot live off of bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Get God's word in you. It is oh, it is so necessary and essential to your spiritual growth. You can't make it long without natural food. We got, I think, uh, Jesus set the bar really high at 40 days without it, and I think most of us would probably collapse after 10. But we don't really go too long without natural food. But somehow we seem to figure out how to go a, a whole long time without God's spiritual word never let this be so Christian never let God's word be too far from you try to get it in your daily bread every single day John 6 63 it is the spirit who gives life the flesh profits nothing the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life Get his word in you, folks. <laughs> Get it in today because God might just be wanting to tell you something you've been praying about. Man, I really wish God would speak to me. I seen this meme not long ago and this little funny picture. And it was showing this man looking up to heaven and he was pleading to God, praying, God, speak to me, please. And then the next panel is God reaching his hand down from heaven holding the Bible. <laughs> 
Oh man, how how if we would just not neglect God's word, how much he would speak to us. Folks, get in your word and read it daily. All right, let's look at another way that he speaks to us through signs and our situations and confirmations. Amen. Mark 16:20. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. And amen. God will use different things that happen in our daily life to confirm the word that he may have already been speaking to you. And through those accompanying signs, he confirms them. And they all become witnesses one to another. And they let you in on, man, God is moving. God is doing something. I don't know how many times God has done this in my walk, but I look for those things. I'm looking. I'm waiting patiently. I'm anticipating him to do something. And if you keep your eyes open, your ears open, and you might just recognize that God has done something and confirmed through those accompanying signs. Amen? Another way that God will speak to us is through prophets or, or people of God. Acts 3.18 But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. If God is going to confirm something, he can confirm it through a person of God. Amen? A man of God. Or a woman, even. As a matter of fact, there's an instance in the Bible where he even uses a donkey. <laughs> God will use any willing vessel to confirm, and he will bring about whatever he is wanting to come to pass. And it will be fulfilled. Amen? And it might be through a person as you're walking throughout your day and somebody just strikes up a conversation with you out of nowhere and they confirm something you've been praying about. And they let you in on what God is wanting you to know. But now let's talk about himself. He will speak to us through his actual voice, through himself. 1 Kings 19, 11, and 12. Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind whoosh, tore into the mountains and broke the rocks whoosh, in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire. A still, small voice. See, God could have appeared in many things. God could have appeared in this big tornado. Oh, I am God. Listen to me. He could have had a deep voice. I am God. You must bow down and worship me because of all my power. He didn't do this. He didn't speak to him. Through the strong wind, through the earthquake, through the fire. He didn't do any of that. He spoke to him in a still, small voice. Now, God has all the power. He has power to destroy everything on this earth right now and destroy you even. But he comes to us in a still, small voice. Every single time I have heard his voice, it was in a still, small voice. Talk about restraint. Talk about true power. Having all this power, but he chooses to speak softly, meekly. He comes to us 
and speaks to us in this way for us to be able to accept Him, to, to accept His love. Amen? Anytime you ever whisper something to someone, and you're, you're speaking softly, it is with gentleness. Amen? And that is the way God wants us to perceive Him. He's coming to you with a voice of gentleness. So here's some other scripture just speaking about God's voice in general. And then we'll also see some other places where He's spoken to us through His actual voice as well. Hebrews 3, 7-13 through 13. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trial, in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me and tried me and saw my works for 42 years. For 40 years. Therefore I was angry with that generation and said, They always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, They shall not enter my rest. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Folks, sin is so deceitful. Do not harden your hearts to the voice of God. Do not be rebellious and turn away from His Word. If He says something clearly in the Word, this is sin. Do not keep hold of that and keep it as a habitual practice in your life. Do not practice lawlessness, but get it away and listen to His voice. Amen? especially if he is speaking to you directly or maybe he's choosing to speak to you through another brother or sister in Christ and warn you of any sinfulness listen to it and turn from the sin so that you can enter into the rest and the peace and the gentleness of God amen Hebrews 12 25 through 29 see that you do not refuse him who speaks for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken. All things are being shaken, folks. We're in a great time of shaking, if you hadn't seen it already. As of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Do not refuse Him who speaks. Follow Him and serve Him acceptably, living righteously with true reverence and respect and godly fear. He is my God. I will follow him and obey his word no matter what he says, even unto my own death, if that is what he's calling me to. For our God is a consuming fire, and he will shake even the elements of this whole earth and, and even melt it, burn up the whole world and recreate it anew. And he will burn up anyone who is in disobedience to him and who is not walking after his voice. Because remember, the Bible says, that his sheep know his voice and they follow him. 
If you are really a child of God, you will follow and obey and prove your love to Him by that obedience. Here's another scripture talking about a specific instance where someone heard God's voice. And folks, I want to encourage you as we hear this uh, long passage that you think, man, this God spoke to this person in the Old Testament, but how much more does God want to speak to His sheep today through the Holy Spirit who is inside of us, of those who are really His? We have God inside of us. How Talk about an instant connection. Talk about a close quarters. <laughs> it doesn't get closer than Him being inside of you, folks. But check this out. 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 19. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation, and it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place, in his bed, folks, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, that's where God's presence rested, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord said, that the Lord called Samuel. And he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call. My son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. Three witnesses, folks. So he arose and he went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be if he calls you that you must say, Speak, Lord for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. So this is the fourth time God is speaking. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knows, because his sons made themselves vile, and he did not restrain them. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. So let me just say, speaking to the specific instance, Eli did not correct his sons. He didn't correct those who were in, in his charge. And God is punishing him for that. He may have been a man of God and may have loved God and everything, but he didn't correct, he didn't rebuke. And therefore, Eli will be punished with his sons as well. That's something for all of us to think about. We can't remain silent in the presence of sin. We must correct. We must rebuke. As men of God, we must do this. Or God may just punish us for not being watchmen on the wall. Blood may just be required at our hands. 
So in continuing, verse 15, So Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He answered, Here I am. And he said, What is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. Then Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. Eli accepted this. So Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. Because Samuel was obedient. Because Samuel heard God's word, pronounced what God was saying, and told it to Eli. Even Eli himself received the word, even though it was bad. Even though it was negative news. He welcomed it because it was God's words. Amen? That's what we all must accept. If God is speaking, no matter even if we like it or not, we agree with it. God, your word be true and every, every other man be a liar. Amen? And then the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. Whatever he spoke as he heard God's word, it came to pass. If we can just be that way as well. Oh, check this out. I didn't even realize this. Jeremiah 29, 13. So this is just two verses from Jeremiah 29, 11. I didn't even realize this. This was what Jeremiah 29, 11 was the word that God gave me. And here's Jeremiah 29, verse 13. Talk about confirmations, folks. I'm getting excited as I'm, I'm just doing the study and, and doing this podcast. Be excited with me. Listen to what he says in just two verses later. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. What an encouragement to all of us, folks. Have you been searching after God? Man, I want to hear your voice, God. Speak to me. You've been seeking him diligently with all of your heart, God. I just want to hear you. I just want you, God. I just want to hear your voice. You will find him. You will. He will speak to you. And maybe this podcast today is him speaking through me to you. Maybe these words that he has already spoken in times past are becoming alive and quickening in your spirit. And you are gaining confirmation as you are hearing this podcast now. And you are crying out and saying, God, keep doing it, Lord. Keep pouring into me. Keep pouring out. I want to hear a direct word from you. And maybe he will. Keep it up, folks. Keep searching. He will do it. It's coming. Listen to these final scriptures as confirmation as well. Proverbs 18, 17. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Keep it up, folks. Put some diligence in your search, in your seeking. If you really love God, you love Him more than your own self, more than anyone else, more than anything this world has to offer. And you just want God. God, I need more of you. I want more of you in, your, in my life. And seek Him diligently, you will find Him. That's a guarantee, folks. For listen to the next scripture, Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is 
and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God will reward you for your efforts as you're diligently seeking him and, and the times you're, you're praying, God, I want to hear your voice and then you finally give up, you relent. Okay, God, you're, you're not speaking to me tonight. Whatever your will is, that's okay. I will come back again and ask again. I will not give up. I will keep pressing in. I will seek you diligently. I will keep annoying you. <laughs> I will keep coming to you and begging you, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. And then he will reward you for your diligence. Amen. Isaiah 6 verse 8. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. As you are praying, say, God, who is going to go before you? Who will be your messenger? Who will speak your word? Say, I'm here. I'll do it. Send me. I will hear what you have to speak and I will speak it, Lord. And God may just raise you up to be his voice to do that very thing. Our final scripture, Psalm 143, verse 8. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. For in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. For I lift up my soul to you. Cause this to take place, God. I may have become dull of hearing. I may have not been in your word as I should have been. I may have not been praising you as I should have been. I may have not been walking in your ways that you have called me to do as I should have been. But cause it to happen, Lord. Cause me to hear you, Lord. Your loving kindness in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, Lord, in the wee hours of the morning, Lord. Let me hear you speak to me. For in you do I trust. I'm trusting. I'm putting all my trust and hope and faith in you, Lord. And then cause me to know the way in which I should walk. Show me what you want me to do, Lord. You want me to go here or go there or tell somebody this or tell them that. Whatever it is, cause me to do it for you, Lord. For I lift up my soul to you because you are awesome. You are mighty. You are worthy, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 glory, glory, glory. You are awesome, you are awesome, you are awesome. I lift up my soul to you, I praise you, Father, for you are, you are amazing. And Father, because of this, I am your servant. Send me, I will go. Please let none of my words fall to the ground, but let your word come to pass. Let your word come to fruition and be true and be fulfilled in me, Lord, and through my lips and through my tongue. And folks, that's just about it. I hope that you've been praying to hear God's voice, to hear from God. Here are some of the ways that He does it. Here are some of the ways to recognize it. And even more so than that, as He begins to speak to you, you will know because if you are truly one of his sheep, he is your shepherd, you will know his voice and you will follow him. Amen? Pray on that note. Father, we thank you right now that you do speak to your true sheep and we are willing vessels and we want it. We want to hear from you. We want to read your word. We delight in it. We love it. 
Speak to us through that. Speak to it through accompanying signs and confirmations, Lord. Speak to us through other brothers and sisters in Christ. Speak to us through anything, but most importantly, Lord, speak to us through just your voice. We want to hear directly from the source. We want your words, Father, whether it's a short sentence, whether it's long, whatever it has to be, just one word even, Father, we just want to hear from you and use us. And Father, we thank you right now in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in and stay tuned to the next one. See you later. God bless.